0: Welcome back to the On The Rocks podcast. I am so excited to be joined today by Rebecca, the host of Dating in the Bay, a podcast about dating, relationships, and everything in between. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here, and congratulations on your recent graduation.
0: Oh my goodness. Thank you. Yes, we are recording the week of my college graduation, so... I haven't even had time to think about dating in a while, so I'm excited to jump back into all of this. So before we do that, let's discuss the first on the docket, what we need to get out of the way, the AZL. So this is your age, your zodiac sign, and your location. It gives everyone an opportunity to get to know you.
1: Yes. So I'm 33. I'm almost 34 in like a week and a half. Um, I'm a Gemini. and Yeah. And then what's – oh, I'm in San Francisco.
0: Okay. Of course. Amazing. <laughs> a Gemini. We love Gemini. How do you feel about being a Gemini? I mean, I love a good Gemini moment because one moment I'm just
1: like, you know, on top of the world. Next thing I'm like, ugh, like why am I so mad at myself and like just so moody and so – the twins are real. Like I feel like really I have like an internal battle. I didn't know that any everybody else didn't have that and so I recently was like, oh, it makes sense now.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm so curious to know – what your favorite cocktail is. You seem to have had some experience with this, except for when I asked you, you had to Google what your favorite cocktail was, which I loved because I'm the same way.
1: Well, so initially I was going to say just champagne, but then I realized, oh no, I love a French 75. But then in my head, I was like, the number 21 kept coming up and I was like, 21 champagne, that makes no sense. And then French 75. And it's champagne with like a twist of lemon and a little like sparkling something else. It's very good. Very light, like perfect for a summer afternoon if you're getting a happy hour on a date Highly recommend okay. it. Yeah. Okay. It's really good. That's
0: fun. Yeah. I've never it's, even heard of it.
1: Yeah. I My old boss, she like introduced me to them and ever since then I'm like, oh, I'll take a French 75. Yes. Just one of those. It's such a
0: bougie thing to ask
1: for too. Like you seem like you know what you're doing. It sounds like you do. I mean, I had to Google it. So clearly I really don't, <laughs> but it sounds like you know what you're talking about. Like I could have said French 21. No one would know what I was talking about.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. I just like – I feel like that kind of reminds me. I know it's not very much the same because this is Prosecco, but like an Aperol spritz I just had for the first time the other day. What do you think? I liked it. It was like such a brunch like drink. Mm-hmm. Instead of a mimosa, I would get that and yeah. just you could down them. Yeah. Because there's so much in there and it's in a wine glass and there's a straw. Yeah. and there's, It was all optimal. And there's
1: so much ice that it just – next thing you know, it's gone. Next yes. thing you know, five ones
0: later – Oops. Yep. I was a fan. I was a fan. <laughs> uh, okay. So we're moving quickly through our, our first few questions. So I guess to get us started, let's discuss relationship status. Are you single? Are you dating? Is it complicated? What's what's your status? Well, there's actually nothing
1: complicated. I'm just very single. It's very exciting. Okay. I've been I'm actually super excited that now the world's opening up. I'm vaccinated. Yes. Things are like moving. I just Sold all my furniture and got all new furniture. So, like, I'm a really fresh start. <gasps> I feel like good things are going to come. I hope. That is so exciting. I
0: okay. Know. So, how long have you been single? Has this been like a thing? Fa- like, I am pretty, I've been single for like two years now. I feel like I can note that. Do you have an idea of like when you've been single or how long?
1: Yeah. So, my last super serious relationship ended four years ago and he actually just got married last weekend. <gasps> yeah. Which I'm like not upset about. It's more just I'm no. upset on principle that I could have done that first. You know, like that should have been me. Right. I wanted to. Right. I wanted to have that. But right, it's fine. Um. So <laughs> I'm like, it's not fine. <laughs> Clearly not. Well, over I mean, it. it's it's always a little bit weird. Yeah. Like, there's. Yeah. It was funny too because I saw someone posted pictures of the wedding, so I liked it. Like I'm not friends with him, but it, like one of his family members that I'm still friends with, and I thought it was being nice. Like I see this, I'm being nice, and like. And then she hid it from me after like it disappeared. Oh. And then it's gone. And I was like, did she just block me from the
0: picture? Oh my God. I I have not ever been to that point where it was like that serious of a relationship. Recently, my ex-boyfriend I was with for a little over a year got together with a girl who I then saw on Venmo. I saw this on oh, Venmo. I
1: hate that. I had to Google how to. Get rid of him on Venmo. It's really hard. I mean, I'm a millennial. I'm yeah, old.
0: no, but I think that that's like where you find out like your ex boyfriend is like starting to date someone new because Venmo is where it happens first. Yeah, and then it moves to like a Instagram or where a yeah. like Facebook official. But like I saw that, I immediately Googled. I was like, "Who is this?" Okay, so four years is quite a bit to be single, not in a negative way, but I think that's a beautiful thing. How has that been? I mean, like, have you been actively dating? I mean, in the last year, it's been different, but have you been like on the prowl or what's up? Yeah. So it's been. I feel like I've lived. I'm like a cat. I've lived nine lives in this four years. Um,
1: (laughs) Because initially, you know, I I had I basically had turned thirty. I had a meltdown, and that's when I was like, I can't do this relationship anymore. My life is over. What am I doing? And then to enter the dating world because I'd never done online dating or anything. So jumping in at thirty. And then literally just flailing around in the deep end, you know. If some if someone didn't message me back, I would or like somebody you know, after a date didn't call me or whatever, I would just cry. I was like such a little mess, and my friends were all like, "It's okay, like you're gonna." And I was like, "No, this you don't understand. This the world is ending. I can't do this. It's not. I'm not cut out for this." I was just a mess, and I was like a little wounded bear or like a wounded bird, not a bear. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And then I kind of like worked with coaches and different like with the therapy and just kind of gathered a lot more tools and then I kind of been like a butterfly and been able to like yeah. you know blossom and like of course I've dated like people throughout the four years like lots of dates I used right. to keep a little log of all my dates but then it was getting too long so I stopped doing that was, <laughs> um, I was like initially <laughs> tracking like oh I got third date fourth date I would even tra- track the places cuz I love trying new restaurants so then I remember you know all the good places but then then the world ended And then I, you know, had to readjust. And then I did date like on and off during the pandemic, but I was also unemployed and I was in a weird headspace. And that's when I basically channeled all the podcasts was like my baby focus.
0: Yeah. I think that it says a lot about the person you are when you realize that you're like, I am not ready for this because you went into that dating scene of online dating, which was new and uncharted, when you were like not ready, probably. You yeah. were like, I don't want to do this. And it's very different than real life dating because when they don't text you back, it's much more personal in real life, as whereas in on the apps it's kind of like, oh, okay. It takes a while to get used to that.
1: Totally, and then you
0: were like, "No, therapy, like let's get this figured out." I, yep, I, yep, I understand that, and then you get back out, and you're like, "I'm ready," and then you're like, "Oh shit," and the world ends. Yeah, <laughs> so there's like a lot of nine lives. I think that's a great analogy. It's,
1: I feel like it kind of symbolizes it, and then, yeah, it's just been this like ongoing journey where like I've been able to give my friends a lot of advice and I was always kind of like you were saying before we started recording, like kind of the sounding board and therapist for your friends. Like I'm the same way where people ask me lots of questions about like what they should do. And I'm always have giving really good advice. And I was like, wow, Rebecca, you give really good advice. You should just like (laughs) share this. And then, you know, people will start kind of taking my advice on like dating things. Like when I would say certain like for instance one of my friends she didn't want to go on a hike for a date and i was like well then don't go on a hike like suggest something else and she's like what do you mean i i have to go he wants to go and it, i already went she's like I, I already went you know he already came to san francisco and now i have to go the other side and i was like no you don't i was like the, you get to make your own rules like you get to call the shots you don't have to do anything no one has a gun to your head you know you can you can advocate for yourself and be like hey not a big hiker it's also 90 degrees and very far. So like, why don't we grab a cocktail? And then she did. And I was like,
0: see, really easy. And they're very tangible things. It's so easy. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's great. And, And so you started the podcast during the pandemic, I think you noted. So I guess, how has that been? I mean, you seem to prioritize agency within relationships. Is that something that you promote on your podcast? Yeah, definitely. I think
1: initially, I guess probably coming from my first year of dating after my breakup, I just was, everything seemed like it was happening to me and I was always reacting to it. And it was a very like passive existence. And I realized, oh, I'm all these, if I just framed it completely differently, I would have a totally different reaction. And I wouldn't have to do it from such a point of like, oh, like poor me, like, why am I in this like little rut? Um, And so many things can be solved if you just ask. And then it's not like in a bad way, you're just being like, Hey, like I really need a snack on this date. Like, I if I drink, I get really hammered, and it's not very fun for anybody. And it's not cute. So yeah. let's get some French fries. And like, of course, people want to get French fries. Like, I'm, only one date didn't want to get French fries, and I was like, okay, fun police. Like,
0: also like never going on a second date. Yeah, with you exactly. That's all you need to know. Yeah. like literally. Yeah, I was like, no. Okay. Well, that's great. I think that that's a major, major thing that people, especially women in our – I mean, I'm 22, so I'm very much on the new spectrum of dating. I mean, I've done a lot of it, but it's still difficult when I'm out on a date to have agency to and even in a texting relationship to feel like I can kind of control the narrative and and not seem too overstepping, like I'm not scaring them off. I mean, I think that's what we hear as a society. You want to you wanna go with what the guy does. You don't want to scare him off, but like – At what point do you sacrifice like your own agency within a relationship when you just stay quiet?
1: Yeah, I I totally agree, and it's also just. I was just gonna say something. Oh well, okay. So initially, like people pick up when you're uncomfortable, right? So if like you're super uncomfortable because you want to say something and you're just holding it in, like the guy will or whoever it is will pick up on that energy and be like, "Something's off," and then like maybe that would fizzle it indirectly, and you actually weren't ever your authentic self showing up. Just and probably whatever you have to. Say about whatever it is is like not a big deal. And if you can't express yourself in the beginning, how can you hold a relationship with somebody? Like, that's the core fundamentals like being able to talk through issues, communicate, you know, those kind of Mm -hmm. basic things. And if you can't do that early on, then you're kind of, it's kind of set up for, you know, it's going to be a little Mm -hmm. bit rocky to say it's gonna be be on on the rocks
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) there you go it's like a second launch point where like I think a lot of people show up as who they want them to think that they are and then they eventually get into it and then they're like wait that's like actually not who she was this whole time like and now she's this different person and that can like totally code switch and like everything's off whereas like I am it's really hard for me to not be myself I'm pretty like unapologetic like even just by nature and it's been interesting going into dates Being myself and being okay with that, like being okay with actually showing up, wherein like I previously have had those thoughts of like, I want to just kind of like be myself and I am myself and that's okay. But like, as I'm getting more interested, invested in actually being in a relationship, showing up authentically in a way that isn't too much and isn't too little has been like an interesting way to, interesting road to navigate.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, in my old self, I was always just want somebody to like me and I would try to impress them and things that I thought they would like, I would try and, you know, make them like me. And I just realized like that's so much work. It doesn't really work. It's not very effective. And if I just show up as myself now, it's like much easier because you can kind of take it or leave it. And it's not just about getting somebody to like you. It's actually reverse. Like do I like them? Would I want to be friends with them? Do they show me like table stakes of kindness and like reciprocity? And are they investing in you the way that you're investing in them? Like these basic tenants that we so often forget when you put the layer of romantic you know, vibe. That's when everything goes out the window. And it's like, oh, I just like them. I don't know why. They're not even that nice. But there's like a chemical that I just really like them. It's like, no, that's a lie. And we need to right? Pull it back. That's at least what I'm yep. relearning myself.
0: No, I'm I'm also relearning that because I think a lot of the time I go on dates, and I I feel that I want them to like me, and 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 when they do like me, I then have an in, an increasing pressure to like them back. Like I start finding reasons. Mm-hmm. Like I I've been on a date where like I was like this is not it, this is not it, but they text me after, they pursue me after, and I'm like hmm. <laughs> Well, maybe it could be it. Like, <laughs> I'm seeing some red, like, you know, I'm seeing some green flags, even in a person I didn't initially think would be
1: it. That's good, though. I think that's a good thing. I mean, depending on what those, like, right things are. But, like, I think if somebody's showing interest and investing in you, and I think I always, my rule of thumb is, like, I would go out with somebody three times until I would decide how I feel about them. Because first time, pretty nervous. I get nervous. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I just ramble, like put two cocktails in me, and I'm just like, like it's just too much. <laughs> like, what am I saying? Please stop. I'm an outsider, just like, please just make it stop. It can't. It's too late. Um, and second date, you kind of, it's a very telling usually where it's like, oh, this is not really, this is not. Or you're like, yes, down for this person. Yes. And then the third date, you get a kind of more holistic view of that person. Like, what I want to, then right. you're like, okay, what I actually want to see them again. And would I want to see them again in a pandemic when I have to, like, be more selective? That's a lot. That's like you're dating by then.
0: Yeah. I think it's – I agree with all of that. And, like, what I am struggling with within that is, like – When you go on a first date, like, do you think that there has to be chemistry? Do you think that there has to be something that's like, oh, I'm initially attracted to them or or like, oh, they're really throwing me off? Do you think that that's like an indicator as to if you should do those two or three dates or do you think that those two or three dates are like, okay, well, they're they're good enough so like let's keep trying? Do you think that that's like a difference between a slow burn versus like a settling? Yeah,
1: that's a great question. So I'm still learning that nuance because I – because I'm usually very open-minded and I'll go out with somebody a couple of times because I don't really trust my own instincts sometimes because I've let myself astray. Um, I kind of overcompensating where I then like, I'm not actually attracted to anybody at all. And I'm still going out with them multiple times. And then I realized like, Oh, if I have zero attractiveness, then if I multiply that by three, that's still zero. So like, I'm not actually going anywhere, you know, but like if, let's say you have, there's something that there's some charming, you know, factor or like there's some attraction or there's some sort of like vibe, then I right. think that will grow. The yeah, tricky part is so like, too. I mostly am like, oh, like I need to go out with like people that I'm not attracted to, to like practice. And then it's like, well, that doesn't work. work.
0: <laughs> because then you're like, oh, I could do this. And then you yeah. kind of just like keep getting down. And it's, <laughs> But it's, it's difficult and I think that comes with knowing your value and knowing your worth and your standards and it's all within practice, which I think dating is like in a very weird way. Dating is kind of practice. Like, I mean, it's all kind of like kissing the what's the, kissing a bunch of frogs till you find your prince. I mean, it's
1: all practice and it's really easy to get your practice in. And it's the more you do it, the easier it is. Like people, I think, make dating so precious. Like, oh, this one date, like this is so much. But no, there's literally, you're going to go on a thousand dates. So just like get it out of the way and go on another date and then just keep doing more dates. It's like, you're going to get your muscles that are stronger. You're going to get your, you know, it's getting abs basically. I think I don't have abs, yeah. but I think if I did, they would be strong just like my <laughs> dating muscles. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's the same thing. It just, the more you do it, the easier it is. And it's not as big of a deal. And I think that's what I learned from the beginning of joining the dating pool when it was like very murky. It's like, I had no practice. I, had no little floaties. I was just literally in the abyss, you know, with no no tools. But now it's like, okay, nothing really matters. It doesn't, nice. it's like, yeah, like not, literally nothing. Like, I mean, I spend most of my day in my bedroom, podcasting, working, sleeping. Yep, it's not really it. So, yep. I mean, like nothing matters. So, like, go on a yep. date and like just. Have a good time and, like, find some silver lining in any date. Like, if you try a new bar, like, try a French 75, you know. There's so many cool things that you can take out of every – even a bad date, you'll have something good to talk about afterwards.
0: Yeah. I think so, too. And I think it's interesting. Like, do you think that there's, like, like standards around dating that have kind of developed or at least I'm learning about them. They might have been around forever. But these, like, rules when it comes to dating – I'm wondering if you have any opinions on them. Like I know that there are a few that like I guess we can touch on the like not sleeping with them on the first date, making it like a pretty like relatively like succinct date, like a short mm-hmm. date, two drinks, like these kind of like ideologies behind dating. Like what is your mindset on that when you're out pr- like flexing your muscles? Yeah. <laughs> um, I try to not have those
1: kind of rigid rules just because I don't mm-hmm. think that they – Well, my only rule that I usually operate on is like a first date should not be any longer than two hours. Even if I'm having the best time ever, I still am done because I have things to do. I'm important. You know, I have places to be. I have flexing to do. Like, you know, I have to work out, whatever it is. Like, just because you don't want to make yourself too available to somebody else, like you you don't want them to walk alone. And plus, like if they learn too much about you so early on, like, you're going to lose that kind of like, oh, I want to learn more about them because you're just giving it all away so early. But- at the same time, like I don't think that like one rule applies to anybody. Like some – a couple that I set up, they got married. I think they – it started with a one-night stand and now they have kids. Like there's real no, no rules apply to these kinds of things. And I think the more rigid, you know, like two drinks, like that could be like within 30 minutes or that could be over a couple. You know, like there's just – it's who knows. And like if you're having a really good time, I feel like you really should embrace a good date because good dates are – more rare. They're not like impossible, but date good dates are like they stand out for a reason cuz dating is hard. So if you are having a good date, you might as well just like have a good time. And it just it's whatever you want to do. I don't think that if the rule is going to hurt you, like like if you're not sleeping with somebody because you think that, but like if you want to do that, then like you should do what you want to do and that you feel comfortable doing.
0: Right. Right, and I think a lot of people take that kind of advice and they hold it so close and it could it could Play in either direction of it. Being beneficial, I mean, I'm very much in the same like mindset of the two-hour date because I think in my experience, it has helped me stay interested in them and them stay interested in me and we continue to to move forward. But it's all about my experience and that's what takes time to like understand when you're hearing all of these things, you're reading these books about dating, you're listening to these podcasts, they're like, this is how you do it. Like, I think you can take all of that and then put it into... Like you can test it like while you're on your dates, you can see what happens. But then if you realize like maybe that's not for me, maybe I do like to have like whatever one night stand or whatever and I'm going to let myself do it whenever I want to, then you should. I think that we shouldn't ever hold ourselves back due to these rules because I think when you're dating enough and you're dating in a pool that has expectations and standards, like there's nothing better than to just like – do what works for you because nothing is going to be like a one size fits all, especially in dating because there's a lot of different personalities.
1: Yeah. It's the wild west. And I will say, you know, some people do Zumba, some people do CrossFit, some people run cross country, and they're all different forms of working out just like dating. It's like some people are going to say you should do these things are very strict. And other people are going to be like, no, there's no rules. And some people will say like, oh, like, you know, follow whatever, like what other wind says you should do, you know, so it's whatever works for you and whatever will make you the most comfortable and the most like, but the goal is to have fun, right? Like the whole point's not to right. suffer. So whatever can kind of corral and keep you in the game and propelling forward, that's the goal. And so you want to be able to kind of like have a, a nice dating experience and whatever rules, rules in air bunnies, um, help you, then you can like bring those in but yeah i think nobody really knows like whenever they're having all these rules it's like okay like that worked for you that's like a very anecdotal thing but like there are no yeah. rules like, that's why dating dating is so hard because dating's really hard and no, there's yeah. there's no quick fix you can't circumvent the system there's no like little you know you just turn right here and then you take up this little magic stairway like there's none of that it's just it's really hard and like we have to kind of pound the pavement and you have to keep going on dates until Eventually, it works. But like, I wish there was a secret. I mean, I would love to know somebody has it. No,
0: I think I think we don't want to even cheat the system if we could. Like, if there was a cheat sheet, I don't think I'd want it. I think I'd want to have to study and I'd have to want to do all of the things to prepare me because I think at one point we won't have to do that anymore, and that's going to be a whole different adjustment in a whole different life. Like. A lot of people rush towards relationships, and like my motto is, you're gonna have to sleep next to that person for the rest of your life. <laughs> like, like you have yeah. time. <laughs> like, you are gonna have to share a bedroom forever. Like, live your life, do what you can while you can, because at some point you won't have these options to meet new people to go. And I mean, you will in some capacity, but it'll be different. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And I think like that's always been kind of my mindset. I mean, I was the type of person when I was in high school, I didn't have a boyfriend until I was a senior. I was not the like early bloomers who were like all the boys liked them. Like I had the transfer student from a different school, like finally be like okay, like she's good, <laughs> you know. And so I was kind of a late bloomer and I've always been kind of very observant of other relation other people's relationships and how they fall into them. And I think if I want anything in my life, I want to be able to tell my kids anything is like I dated and like I had experiences with so many different people and I actually figured out like who I wanted and why I wanted that type of life. And it's just like really important to me for some reason. That's great. And I know for some people it isn't, but like I think that that's great. Like I don't want to cheat the system. I want to have to go on these sh- shitty dates yeah. and I want to go on the one where you like finally feel like, oh, like, okay, like I yeah. did it.
1: Well, that's the thing too. It's like, there's so many, like you can only distinguish a bad date from a good date if you are going on all of them. And then it's like, oh my gosh, I found this magical hidden gem. Like, oh, I'm going to keep you, you know, put you in my pocket and never let you go. But like, that's, that's why, like when you keep on going on so many dates, you can then very easily be like, this is a really good date. And I want to see that person again. And you're very confident in it. And then you can go from there. And like that, that's great that you have that view because I think it's more people should have that.
0: I think so too. So when you've been dating for however – I mean, pretty much everyone's been dating their whole lives Mm -hmm. up until this point. (laughs) true. And you are in San Francisco. Where were you before? Have you always been in the Bay Area? So
1: I was on the East Coast in Washington, D.C. and Maryland. Okay. Yeah, for grad school. Okay. Okay. Is that where you're from? No, I'm from California, uh, Northern California.
0: That's amazing. So you've been by coastal dating, girl. Yes,
1: I have. I've seen both sides and – I'm a, more of a California vibe. I think I brought some of the East Coast like sassiness back with me, maybe, but mm-hmm. a little edge
0: uh, to think. Of. Okay. I don't. I don't know okay. if anybody else would agree with me, but I think I have a little edge. I'm curious. San Francisco dating is supposed to be niche. Like I've heard that there are specific types of people in San Francisco who are in the dating pool. How has that been? So it's so hard
1: to generalize, especially post pandemic when I think over 30% of people have moved out. So like, I've mostly just noticed like, oh, there's not a ton of people on the apps. So like in general, it's, it's just kind of quiet. Like so quiet that my friends and I overlap with people that we like are going on dates with we matched with i'm like have to i want to start a database or something because i'm like can somebody just vouch for this person but like are you talking to them at the same time that i am like you know yeah. like is there a referral process like i like this person but like not for me so like you should take this person you know some sort of mm-hmm. i don't know like interesting yeah but it's it's hard because i mean it, the pre-world of sf yeah it was hard but it was also like dating's hard everywhere i think there's like different yeah. like nuances. Um But here, yeah, I mean, it's just generally an extra, I think, tricky place because people are – they work a lot. They're, like, lots of entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. and that kind of, like, maybe Peter – Peter can't talk – Peter Pan, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, vibe – but, yeah, it's it's hard to – like, now it, it's very hard for me to, like – I can't – I have no okay. idea what's going on in San Francisco. Right. It's just the wild west. Previously,
0: would you say there was, like, tech guys, entrepreneurs, like, very business-based people and some creatives, I'd imagine? Yeah. So, like, the Burning Man type. Like, if –
1: there's always, like, a guy mm-hmm. with a Burning Man picture and you're like, okay, like, I, I see you. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then there's – yeah, there's, like, the very techie, broy kind of person mm-hmm. – and then yeah, and then there's like the people who are like, just so you know, I'm not a tech bro. And I'm like, oh, but I kinda like a tech bro. So
0: Okay. But then okay. I, is that
1: your But then I kind of don't. So there's really there's it's like, like no me. winning with me. It's like I don't know. Whatever it right. is, I'm like, I don't like it. I'm like, I don't like you. And I was
0: gonna ask your type. I was like, Do you have a type? And then I was like, Well, you seem like you probably don't. I don't have a type. Like my type is just okay. man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm curious what you think about this. So people are always like, Oh, okay. What well, you need to stop trying so hard when you least expect it. That's when it's going to happen. It'll just fall in your lap. Like, and you're just like, you know, you're in the yeah. grocery store. Like, you're just I'm like, that is to me so silly because like, if you're looking for a job, like, you're not gonna be like, oh, like, it'll happen when it happens. Like, they're just going to find me. Like, no, like college. It's like, it'll happen. Whatever happens. It's like, no, you need to apply to college. You need to like – You need to, you need to like, yeah, you can get good grades. Yeah, like there's things <laughs> that have to happen to put yourself in the position. You're not just like going to – like I'm not going to watch TV and someone's going to break into my apartment and then be like, you're my soulmate. And I'm like, oh, yes, I am. And then we'll like live – have you know, happily ever after. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think we hear that like theory or concept from people that that happened to who were previously like crazy about finding someone. Because I think there are different levels of being interested in pursuing a relationship versus being unhappy being single. And I think that people who are unhappy being single eventually one day stop and they find someone. And I think that that's where the theory comes from is like, oh, when you stop looking, it's like, well, there are different levels of looking. Yeah. There are different levels of being okay with being alone. And I think that like I have gotten to the point where like I've seen that happen where I was like, oh my God, I need to go on dates, need to find someone. And then I kind of slowed down and something did work out. Yeah. But it was because my priority shifted rather than my like actual actions. Yeah. Well, shifted. it's
1: like, yeah, you're always doing something. Like – maybe you're going to a happy hour and then you meet somebody at the happy hour or like maybe some, you're at work and then you meet somebody there, but like you're always, you're never just not doing something, you know? Right. But they're always like, just yeah. like, it's going to have, like it's some passive way where like, Oh, you should just like, like, it's almost like, Oh, you're being too desperate. If you're trying, like there's something wrong with that. It's like, well, no, th- if yeah. I want this thing and then if you have that thing and I want it too, I have to we like, We all try. Yeah. Like why is, <laughs> I don't understand. Like, You also tried. Like why are you minimizing
0: your own work? You did a great job. You tried. I know. Yeah. You tried. Yeah. I think people just like get in this concept of like you actually – like the trying is actually more than it is because I think we we show up and we portray ourselves every single day in whatever aspect that we do. And that is in a sense trying. Like we're always trying. Oh, yeah. Like I care about what I look like when I'm in public. i Paying attention, and like I'm looking for the men at the grocery store. Like, I'm always trying, even if I'm not, even if the pasta is like my priority, <laughs> the man is in my peripheral. Yeah. Peripheral. I mean, you
1: know what I mean? Pasta <laughs> is always the priority. I love pasta. Absolutely. It's- absolutely.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I am so like glad that you were able to come on. Well, thank and I feel you. like I want to make sure that we talk a little bit more about your podcast and, and promote you because I think that that is. Such a great thing that you're doing. I mean, like it's Dating in the Bay. So San Francisco is an aspect, but it's not just that. I think it's a podcast that everyone can listen to. This kind of conversation, I'd imagine. So what kind of conversations do you have over on your podcast?
1: Yeah, it's quite similar to this where we kind of bring in different – like i love to have you on as well. Um okay. And yeah, like bring on different coaches, like dating coaches, life coaches, uh, authors of different books. Um, and I'm, I'm doing an egg freezing episode soon with a doctor that will be coming out and a career coach, like different kind of, kind of looking at it more holistically and seeing all the different right. ways that we can, I don't know, just grow and keep, I don't know. We, I just think we need to enjoy the dating process and make it fun. And so, however, we can do that by like injecting humor and just like, you know, celebrating our singlehood instead of always like the branding on singleness is like so bad because people are like, oh, you are, must be miserable. It's like, no, it's great. Like we're I'm having, I met so many people, I get to yeah. try new restaurants. So many French fries are consumed. This girl eats a lot of French fries, pasta and that. French fries <laughs> and, and, and cocktails, clearly. Um, so yeah, like, like there's so many like things to celebrate. And I just, that's kind of my goal is to really like, I don't know, just make people laugh and have fun. And then also just, right. I don't know, just add some levity because it's really not something we have to suffer through.
0: We can actually have fun doing
1: it. And it's actually, it's really not that bad when you start doing it. It's very fun.
0: Yes. Yeah, so the whole motto is that we have to just get out there and do, and do it and date and flex our dating muscles. Yes. So one thing before you go, I like to have my guests kind of give insight on is this could specifically be as to your podcast, what has been an important lesson that you've learned while you're navigating this aspect of your life? Because there's so much that goes into dating that we We struggle with. I mean, we were just talking about dating is hard and it's meant to be hard. So I think we've learned a lot of lessons through that. And I'm curious to know if you have an important lesson that you've learned throughout your process. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, Also, you're so wise. I feel like you have extreme wisdom. (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) Thank you. um, I would say this has been hard for me to learn just because I usually – I have this tendency to compare myself to other people and especially like in the social media world, where you can be like, "Oh, that person has the most perfect life. Like, she got married to this billionaire guy, and like, she has a perfect family now, and you know, all these things that you can always kind of extrapolate and compare yourself to." And um, I think the more I can stay in my own lane and be like, "Oh, I'm on this cool journey," and, and actually, you know, I can be like, "That's cool," and like, I'm going on this other path, and like, I would like these things, but like, I'm not also going to compare my exact progress to that. Because, like, it's not a fair fight if, like, someone's end goal is where I am here. It's not, like, Mm -hmm. realistic. And it's just not very – the more time that I waste looking at somebody else and what they have, I'm actually losing my own time because I'm just distracted. And same with, like, people um, giving, like – I used to kind of always source everybody's opinions on like my podcast, being like, "Do you have like feedback for me? Like, what do you think?" And I would love to know like, what can I improve on. Like, I was always just asking everybody, and then I was like a little sensitive, Sally, because be like, oh my gosh, like, oh, I was like, you thought that, and like, you know, all these things, I'm like, oh, like, why are you so mean? Like, I'm mad at you, and and then I realized it doesn't matter what anybody thinks. Like, I'm the one who's being brave, just like you're the one being brave. Like putting a podcast out is like a very vulnerable thing and to do it over and over again is like a very, like, I feel like that's like a huge growth that I've like been able to kind of grow more into like, oh, it's, it's okay that like some of these episodes, like I sound terrible. Like That's okay because, you know, I'm going to say all these filler words and I'm going to have all these weird things, you know, all these things that don't always, I don't always want them to sound the way that they do, but that imperfection is okay. Like, I survived. I'm still alive. No, nobody died. Like yeah. we're okay. And that kind of a like, growing in progress and then also just not being so hard on yourself and beating yourself up, like that goes such a long way. And it applies to dating. It applies – like we need to just celebrate where we're at and be like, dude, I did that. Like I went on how many dates and like I'm still alive. I still like going yeah. and like that kind of mentality. No one murdered me yet. Yeah.
0: One. Yeah. And, and I think I think there's so much courage within putting yourself out there in any aspect. And I think anyone who is quick to criticize is unwilling to do that themselves. And I think when we can take for – when we cannot take for granted our ability to show up and just be who we are in whatever way that is like we were talking about earlier when it comes to just like showing up on our first date, like we are winning. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, what you're doing with your podcast is that you're learning, you're growing. And, like, maybe an episode sounds weird. Like, I mean, all of mine do in in some way. You know what I mean? But, like, we are our own harshest critic. And if we then add comparison on top of that, like, what kind of weight is that? And, like, what kind of life? Like, I think that's all what it is. Like, how can we just, like, set ourselves up, have a good time, go on a bunch of dates, Yes. And podcast at the same time.
1: Yes. See, look at all your <laughs> wisdom. I don't understand how you're 22. It's ridiculous.
0: If I had your wisdom like, at
1: 22, I would be a different ballgame.
0: <laughs> 13 going on 30. I've always been that way. And it, it's a blessing and a curse. That's. I'm also in therapy, so
1: I, bless, <laughs> I need it. Bless therapy. <laughs>
0: For everyone listening, I'm so grateful. Make sure you check out Rebecca. Where can they find you? Where is Dating the Bay? It's Dating in the Bay, B A E
1: on Instagram and Dating in the Bay, same spelling on Twitter, which I just made a Twitter and I I've never used Twitter until like last <laughs> week and I have no idea if I'm doing it right. So you guys can uh, give me a follow and you can tell me that I'm doing it wrong because I most likely am.
0: <laughs> Amazing. I'm on the rocks,